talk a little bit about the 15th day of Shvat, Hamisha Osir B'Shvat. Of course, the real expression of Hamisha Osir B'Shvat, how do we know today is, uh, what, what, is that we, what do we do? Uh, so there's one thing we don't do. We don't say Tachanon. And whenever we don't say Tachanon, that's an expression of some sort of a celebration, that it's a special day. So even last night by Mincha, we already ceased saying, we didn't say Tachanon. And all day today, we don't say Tachanon. That means that it's a kind of a celebration. It's from the Torah, right? No. It's not from the Torah? Actually, we'll see, it affects the Torah. Let me tell you, what is Tu Bishvat? Let's first see it, and I'm going to answer your question. It is, it is Tu Bishvat, it's from the Torah, because it impacts the laws of the Torah, but it's not, if you're asking, is the celebration from the Torah, or is Tu Bishvat significant in the Torah? There's a difference. So let me first say to you what Tu Bishvat is. Tu Bishvat is called Rosh Hashanah for trees. That is what it's called. Now, in the Mishnah, in the Talmud, in Tractate Rosh Hashanah, it talks about four Rosh Hashanahs. It talks about our, what we call Rosh Hashanah, the first day of the month of Tishrei, as Rosh Hashanah. It talks about a Rosh Hashanah for kings. Then it talks, it also talks about another Rosh Hashanah. What does it mean Rosh Hashanah for kings? Would mean that they would say the first year of this king or the second year of the king. So it didn't go by the date when he became. It would go, yeah, would go by the year. So on Rosh Hashanah, Manisan, uh, it would change and that would become a new year. Then we also have Rosh Hashanah for trees. Now, it doesn't mention that Rosh Hashanah for trees is a holiday, but all what it is, because it's mentioned together with the other Rosh Hashanah, we're saying, well, if the other Rosh Hashanah is a holiday, as the Torah made it into a holiday, because the Torah says that on the first day of the month, seventh month, you should celebrate. So because it, the Mishnah quotes them together, we make this as a holiday. So. One second, we'll talk about what does it mean, Rosh Hashanah. So it's What's not in the Torah itself. It's not in the Torah. What is Rosh Hashanah? But the Mishnah talks about it. But what does it affect? How does it... In Eretz Yisrael, it makes a difference. In Eretz Yisrael, there is a practical application to the halacha with regards to tithing. Tithing means that you have to give, the Torah requires us, to give 10% from the produce to the Levite. Sometimes we have to give 10% of the produce to the poor person. Sometimes we have to bring 10% from the produce to Jerusalem, to eat it in Jerusalem. That means not give it away, but the people themselves. There is various different laws within the Miser. Different years you give different things. This is another explanation, which years we give what. But the laws of Miser, the, the Torah law is that you cannot give tithing from one year on the fruit of the next year. It has to be from that same crops of fruit. The fruit has to be this year's fruit. The 10% that you give to the Levite needs to be, uh, the 10% you give to the Levite 
needs to be from the crops of that particular year. When does that year, what does it mean? Which crops is considered to be this year? So we say... Trees of fruit trees or all Yeah, no, we're talking about fruit trees now. Okay. We're talking about... Now, within the, um, within the um, trees, uh, we're, um, we're mainly talking about from the, uh, from the Torah, we're talking about the special five trees, which is the uh, olive, the grape, the pomegranate, the dates, and the... Uh, no almonds? What? No, no. Almonds. no. Not, not, not from the Torah and the grapes. Yeah, the, 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 what? And figs. Grapes, figs, dates, pomegranates, and, and olives. Those are the five fruits that one is obligated from the Torah to bring, uh, to bring the tithing. Okay, okay. now... The uh, um, the um, the fruit that you have to tithe, and so any fruit which is called that had chanota. Chanota is the time we'll see in a minute exactly. Chanota is when the time, the fruit, the first showing of the fruit when the fruit starts to the bud, the bud, the bud yeah, to bud over. So you cannot time. give fruits of the trees that they had started to bud before uh, Shabbat, before Shabbat, for those that were after Shabbat. Um, what exactly what it means, uh, this Hanote, see there is various different opinions in the uh, signs in the Talmud, uh, and uh, either some people say it's a third of the final growth. Oh, okay. Some say that uh, other shiurim, there's a cut of not of, there's various difference in the Gemara, there's various different shiurim. But uh, the reason why it is so is because the trees um, stop their nurturing from the last year's water. I mean, uh, they need to use to start New Year's water, they started from Shvat. And now they uh, begin anew. So, in other words, the life force of the fruit is new. is it's new. The now, the up to a third is already considered a third is already considered a fruit. Once it's a third, it's already a fruit. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if that has happened before Shabbat, the third, then we say that goes back to the previous year. But after a third, uh, but, but, but less than a third, so then it's not yet last year's fruit, new then fruit. it's new fruit. New fruit. And we say that the water that it gets, that makes it grow, is the new waters. How is this connected to Tu Bishvat? Oh, no, so because we pray for rain, actually this is interesting that you, you asked that, we pray for rain uh, on Sukkot. Right and Sukkot, and then more specifically, um, Sukkot is on the fifteenth day of. Uh, it's called. That's what we do. Uh, the water, the drawing of the water, and all the prayers of the water. It's all. That's the fifteenth day of Tishrei, and from the fifteenth day of Tishrei, it's four months. We say that it takes for the water 
to uh, new water that comes in to start feeding the the drains. Four months. So from the 15th of Tishrei to the 15th of Shabbat is the time. That's why we have Hamisha Shabbat. By the way, there is a machlokas in the Talmud whether it's on the 15th or it's on the first day of Shabbat. Whether it's on the 15th or the first. Because according to the other opinion, all judgments take place on the first day on Rosh Hashanah and therefore four months later would be the first day of Shabbat. Now, then... On the first day of Rosh Hashanah, judgment is in general and everything. The specifics take place on the 15th day of, Shabbat, of, of Tishrei. In other words, Sukkot is the very specific, it says, During the <laughs> Sukkot festival, they're judged about the water. Yeah, that's why we have all the water and the Simchat Beis Sheva, all the things. It all has to do with the water. And... Uh, and that's why there's a machlokas between Beshama and Beshila, which the Rebbe articulates, explains, that the, the question is, do we go by the actual time when the tree begins to use, consume the waters, and that is from when the actual judgment took place on the 15th, or it goes back to the original. But that's a whole, that's a, a lengthier discussion about that, yeah? I have a question about the third. Yeah. If, if you pick your fruit too soon, then more of it was in existence before the before Shabbat. Then, if you let it grow longer, yes. So the longer you let it grow, the the smaller percentage of the fruit was there at the time when you're saying it, it should yes. be there. Yes, yes, you're right. But the point here is, we're not going to go and break it down like that. Is we have to make it sort of a quarter point that we have to say up to this point. It's, it's over here and the other point. And then you can ask the same question. And what happens if the person does cut them down from the tree and he doesn't let them grow and he just cuts them down right before to be shvat? Can it, they be used? I'm not sure exactly what all the laws. Can you use fruits that have not been fully grown? Is it third enough? I mean, this is more... It's beyond a little bit what we can do right now. We have to look up yeah. some of these halachas. But that's a, that's a good sure point as well. Very well taken. Uh, we'll be basing these <laughs> types of trees that give fruit only once a year. Right. They don't give fruit more than once. They give once a year. They okay. start, so they bud once a year. So the, the tree is recycling, it's cycling the, itself. Recycling itself, yes. Okay. Yes. Esrog, not a question. Huh? Esrog. Not, not, not part of the Lewis. The Esrog actually... Esra grows the, can grow a whole year. That's one of the qualities of the Esra. Esra can grow on the tree. It says entire year it grows on the tree. It doesn't. Grow longer than a year. And therefore, what I'm trying to say is, it's yeah. a third. It, it probably grows a lot oh. more. I'm not sure exactly. But then we talk the, about that sometimes an Esra. Uh, is the considered. Actually, the Mishnah talks about it, in, and it's brought down right in the beginning of the. Uh, the Gemara Shabbos. It's 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 a complicated uh, yeah. it's a complicated discussion. I can't tell you offhand now oh, okay. all the details of this halacha. We can look them up, but uh, it's 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 complicated. Um, the the uh, what I said before, uh, Tu Bishvat is not referred to as a yontiv really in the context that the Talmud doesn't say it's a yontiv. We don't find it as a yontiv, uh, but it's basically because, as I mentioned, because it's together with the other festival. So that's why it gets that name also um, uh, of Ayanta because there's other ones, other, other, other festivals also at the same time. Um, what other festivals are in? Um, the, um, 
What, 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 what was your question again? You're saying that Tubishvat became a festival because it was near other festivals? No, no I'm saying as, because it's mentioned in the Talmud together with the other festivals, oh. so they call it a festival. Now, you know, lately, as of late, people make, according to the Kabbalah, it, it had taken on a little bit more than just that. They have a Seder for Tubishvat, they have various <laughs> different things that people will because. You know, people are into fruit, into uh, this kind of, you know, like I mentioned earlier, a person has been the Torah, equated a person to the tree and in various different ways, and therefore uh, people have expounded on it. Um, the common language we call it is Rosh Hashanah Li'ilanot, in a plural for the trees. And what it means is because... Uh, that uh, conceptually, we don't say Rosh Hashanah for an Ilan. Uh, Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanot basically is also an in, in indication that um, one needs to know that Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of his year, the beginning of his activities, should be to create lots of trees. Trees meaning uh, people to uh, that grow and give fruit and to influence other people. So really Rosh Hashanah Lilanot will have the uh, context of making trees, making a lot of trees, uh, making other barefooting trees, having an influence, an impact, and a positive impact on people. Um, the um, custom therefore becomes also of eating fruits on uh, Tu Bishvat. Uh, you eat various different kinds of fruits. Um, so, although on Tu Bishvat, there is really, uh, you know, you can't really use the fruits of this year, so we're making a whole big deal about eating fruit, but the fruits have not yet really been ripened enough to be eaten from the tree. Uh, so, okay, so, so the tradition is, yeah, I mean, but it seems like a little bit of a paradox, you know. I mean, we're celebrating the trees, but we can't yet partake from the tree, so we actually eat, and we try to find, you know, prepared food, fruits that are there available. So we're celebrating the end of and, last year. And also, and... <laughs> and here. And the you know what I mean? Uh, good, good fruit. And... Uh, northern part, right? Yeah, there's no it's fruit. Based on Israel. This is all based That's on Israeli weather. There's no fruit. Except... <laughs> When we used to donate money to the Jewish National Fund, that's that's not brought down here, but that's the I think Ilan is tree, right? Ilan is tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chaga Ilanot. Yeah. They used to sing that song, Tu Bishvat Higia, Chaga Ilanot. It became, you know, a very culturally like Zionistic uh, type of a holiday, um, but mainly we try to use the fruits which Israel has been praised with, as we said, the vine, which is the grapes, the figs, uh, the pomegranate. The Torah mentions that, and then use oil because it comes from you can't eat oil and honey. Honey doesn't mean bee honey; it means from date honey. I don't see them because honey is not. The Torah talks about tomorrow, you know. It talks about vash is always. It's not talking about. I mean, I'm not seeing. Do they sell like uh, commercially date oil? Date, date honey. I never heard. No, never heard then, heard but the honey's over there. Joe's or <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the pomegranate supposedly has 613 seeds yeah. in it. 
it's more metaphorical. Now, there's also one other thing is, I'm not sure, familiar, we eat, you know what boxer is? Mm-hmm. Carob. Boxers. Yeah. Boxer. Yeah. Boxer is carob. Hard things. No, they're, they're we, by the time we get them, they're hard. They're actually soft and very tasty. And they have a lot of a lot of pits in them. Yeah, and they have, like it's not like your boxer shorts, no, it's boxer. But they're chewable. It's, yeah, well, some of them. The ones we used to get, you used to break your teeth. Yeah, it was like a hard brown fruit. Yeah, like a, like a, a long, know, a black long, one. Yeah. A black one. And you couldn't eat it. I don't know. I don't it, it took a little bit of an effort to eat it. But it was. But why do we eat boxer? So we can have something like chocolate. Uh, <laughs> well, well, today they make carob uh, like sweets from the carob. Uh, they use it for carobs, different things. They use to uh, substitute sugar substitute. But um, uh, the it it, it 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 connects with miracles because there's a story in the Gemara that Reb Chanina Ben He was very very poor, and his food what sustained him was. It was cheap. The boxer was cheap. He would be sustained. Uh, he had a, 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 a measure, a kav of charuvim. He had a kav of boxer. From Shabbos to Shabbos, that used to sustain him. And uh, the Talmud relates several miracles uh, that took place with him, that he was somebody who had a lot of miracles. So we eat the boxer to remember Kharid and those to remember the miracles, uh, miracle lives. Cordosa, that was Jewish. And uh, the Rebbe, the Rebbe brings down in a, that uh, there's some people that do different phrases from the Tanakh, they do different phrases from the Zohar, and the Rebbe writes, I haven't seen anybody uh, accustomed to do this, and uh, the Rebbe doesn't um, doesn't uh, doesn't really uh, endorse this uh, this kind. Rebbe says he didn't see. In our communities, doing in our countries, doing so, um, the uh, the Rebbe did uh, take advantage of every occasion to get Jewish people together to strengthen each other. So the Rebbe did ask that people should get together on Tubi Shvat. Uh, well, no, no, It should be just like in Rosh Hashanah. Everybody comes to shul together. Everybody unites. And especially the Rebbe uh, encouraged to make gathering of children that are before Bar and Bas Mitzvah. They are part of the Tzivus Hashem, of uh, the legions of, of the army of Hashem. Because especially by young children, the idea of growing, of growth, you can still see very well spiritually, which is the uh, main thing is to educate our children according to their uh, ability and to choose a place uh, in which you can gather as many children as possible and each area should do, the, each place should do according to their abilities and their what works for their areas um, and um, and then the Rebbe says, you know, to continue this custom until Shabbos, you know, get people together, whatever the Rebbe encouraged just take this momentous occasion of two bishvat. Don't just let it die and finish. Just keep on doing this. And um, the uh, Rebbe specifically spoke about adding and giving tzedakah. Uh, and uh, even on Shabbos, when you can't actually give tzedakah, to make a decision for amount of money that one would give for for, for tzedakah. But... Uh, 
not just a general idea, but to set something in their mind and actually after Shabbos, go ahead and give it to Tzedakah. Uh, also to increase in the education of children, to tell them about the special custom for this day. Um, the uh, Rebbe and the year Tavshin Lamed Aleph, uh, that was in... Uh, in uh, 1971, I believe it was, in 1971, the Rebbe came out with a proclamation that from the Tezvav is a time to conquer the world through the study of Torah. And the Rebbe put a very strong emphasis that people should put a lot of effort and a lot of additional time to spend on expounding and studying of the Torah with more force and energy. The Rebbe followed this up with asking reports, especially from the yeshiva students, that they should uh, come, and there was uh, testing done, there was a lot of, I mean, I was part of that time, that was exactly when I was a student in the yeshiva, at that time, and the Rebbe's uh, words were very uh, uh, effective in the sense that, I'm not sure if it lasted for so long, but it still, uh, at least it had, a, the short term had a tremendous impact, and uh, I guess every year when you think about that, so Tu Bishvat should be a day in which we uh, increased our involvement in our story of Torah. Amen.